Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean acknowledges the traditional custodians of the Kulin Nations, whose land on which we record and air our content. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean. The radio show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. Catch us at radiomonash.org every Tuesday at four. Welcome to Car with Tess, Kat and Sean. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no, I think we're going to have to take over. Um, this is the show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. My name is Tess and... I'm Sean. And I'm Kat. Oh. <laughs> I've lost my voice if you can't tell. Uh, so today we will be speaking for three, although we are two. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, on today's show, we will be looking at gaslighting and queer baiting, two topics we haven't had the chance to explore yet, but are looking forward to chatting about. And before we go ahead, um, oh, sorry, I'm reading Kat's notes and she goes, yes, as you can probably tell, I have no voice. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say Kat went a little bit too hard at karaoke whilst being a little sick. And whilst an ASMR show would be fun, I think I think it's best if we are... we. You know, go on vocal rest and... We split this between you and I, Tess. I think so too. Sean, how's your week? Um, my week was actually not too bad. I've been so right now in the last couple of weeks and it's one of the reasons I didn't come out this weekend. Um, just because I literally have no chance to like recover and bounce back. I've been yeah. working heaps and also I submitted my last assignment <gasps> um, two days ago. So I'm super excited. Thanks, Kat. Super excited and I apply to graduate today as well. And I am honestly, I haven't been this excited about graduating in ever, but I'm so keen. Seeing all you guys like put on your gowns and stuff and take pictures has just like sparked oh, the joy for me. I love it so much. I love yeah. seeing everyone get really dressed up. Yeah, it's really cute. It's and not just cute, but also it's just like seeing it in person. It's just like, yep, it's worth it. Like when you get to walk across the stage, Kat, we got to watch your live stream because Genjo was yes. with us here last week. And it was just, yeah, you know, it was just really awesome. Um, also, I'm planning my 25th and that's Ooh. also very exciting. Um, I've decided because we're doing icons. Um childhood icons it's going to be kind of like a 90s party so don't mind the flip phones if there are some pinatas musical chairs we'll see what comes what i come up with and just planning a little getaway this weekend i'm going to phillip island oh i love that yeah i do love phillip island i feel like it's it's familiar it's comfortable and it doesn't take too much planning and i just need like a few days in a row to (laughs) just relax um but that's it for me how about you tess nice r and r i um i normally make my show notes in the morning, oh, right? Yeah. The morning of the show. And I, obviously I, I wrote them really early and then I just never came back to update them. Yeah. So there's not much on them beyond my personal update, yeah. which reads, I am stressed and I want to sleep. That's as far as you got today. <laughs> That's as far as I got today. I'm just genuinely, I'm so stressed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it until like a few days ago. And I've never felt stressed like this before in yeah. that I don't have an appetite. Right. I don't have any appetite. That's one of the my things. My stomach is in knots all day. Yeah, that's one of the things I didn't realize either. But when I'd be like, oh, I'm not really hungry lately. I'm just kind of thirsty. You don't really feel like making food. Like eating food feels like a chore. It does. Also, like your essential nervous system, one of the first things in the flight or fight response is to literally just shut down metabolism or slow it down. So that's one of the first signs. Yeah. So that's concerning. Yeah. But it's just... Anything in particular stressing you out? Yeah, I've got a... 
I've had a, just a really, really busy week. Like, yeah. it was a huge weekend. Saturday, I left home at 9am and I came home at like 6.30 for 20 minutes. Wow. And then I didn't get home till Sunday. <laughs> it was just so hectic. And I've got a take-home exam this week and I've been closing at work. I closed like three nights over the last like five mm. days or whatever. It's just been really hectic. I am getting there. Kat, would you like to share a few words <laughs> or you're quite happy to really keep going? Cool. You can't. Oh if, you can, if you could actually hear me if I do this. That works. Does it? <laughs> we'll do that like ASMR, like eating. Let me drink my water really close yes. to the mic. I really wish I could talk because it's a big week of Eurovision. And this whole show. Like, Would you like me to give Eurovision. your Eurovision update? Please, please, please. Okay, so pretend I'm Kat, everyone. I'm going to read it in the way that it's Thank been you. written. Eurovision happened over the weekend and my, oh my, it was a show. If you hate wacky dances, cringy songs and bizarre outfits, then you're lost. Because Eurovision this year did not fail to disappoint. Beware, Kat has snuck in Eurovision songs throughout the whole show just to relive the magic that was the competition. Also, in actual news, when results were being announced, Italy's lead singer was accused of snorting cocaine off a table. Cameras cut to the Italian rock band right when the lead singer bent over towards the table. The lead singer denied he ever took cocaine on the night and requested a drug test to shut down the rumours. Fortunately, it came back negative. Mm, I saw that watching it really and i was like oh my god am i the only one that's all that yeah oh my god and obviously everyone saw it cat wow. you're gonna be really disappointed in me i've never watched eurovision oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> my memories came up on snapchat actually the other day of yeah. us at was it astor theater or something like that i can't remember watching it live it was actually really really fun it was a 2, 1 a.m though it was super late but it was actually worth it did you end up watching it at home or yeah i watched it at home yeah the, um, with your family no, just myself on the Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Not live. Yeah. Because it's too early. Yeah. But it was so great. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I've seen the Eurovision movie. I really liked it's that. Yeah. It's great. I love it. And didn't that movie, they um they cast a heap of like previous Eurovision yes. winners in it? Is that yes. what happened? You yes, know what the did. funny part is though when I went to, when I watched it, um it's just funny because there was a scene and you could tell that they, these people were like super important, but I only recognized like two or three and I was like, oh my God, it's Beard. Conchita. Oh, Conchita. Yes, yes. yes, that's right. Do you know? And a few others, like the, the clock, clock girl. How was she? The Israeli. Yes, yes. Israeli one. That's yeah, right. The yeah, the Israeli one. Uh, I did my, um, so in high school I did, instead of VCE, I did this program called the IV. Yeah. And uh, we had this subject called theory of knowledge. Yeah. And I did my theory of knowledge presentation on the um what, what what did you say their name was the singer with the beard conchito yeah i did my presentation on them and i don't even know who they are <laughs> anyways um on to our next news update new coronavirus cases in victoria all up near high point as well yeah. um that cluster apparently they're all family they're all related yeah. but they just don't know how they got it or where they got it from i think there was a missing link that was mm. confirmed today oh there was yeah Today being Tuesday. Also, a little bit of, like, low-key information. Mum's friend, who's a virologist, said that apparently it's the Indian variant of the coronavirus. Um, I don't know if that's official news or not. Take it with a grain of salt. Oh, it is. 
it, Kat is confirming live in the studio that it is <laughs> actually um, official news. And yeah, so I guess the thing is we've got a few restrictions put in place at the moment. Um, back to wearing face mask in large public indoor places. Um, outdoor gather- gatherings have been limited to 30 and five in the private homes. Obviously, this is no time to slip up. Just make sure you're wearing a mask if you're un- if you're unsure um, and try to like not move around as much over the next couple of days because basically what's happening is they're trying to trace, um, just need more time. They just basically need more time to trace where it could have come from and test other people. Um, I'm sure we're not going to go back into full lockdown. It's just literally to give um, people more time yeah. to wiggle around. Yeah, I find it interesting. The lo- the like, Correct me if I'm wrong. The restrictions are in place until next Friday. Is that correct? I think I saw I that. I haven't heard that. I oh, Maybe I pulled that number out of my bum. I don't know. <laughs> D- date out of my but bum. But it is in effect after tonight, 6 p.m. So yeah. that's just one thing to keep at note. But I'm, I'm really fascinated by the fact that the density... Um, there's no like density limits on bars and restaurants and mm. events and things like that. Yeah, I'm very fascinated. I and think maybe the thing with that. Sorry for interjecting, no, but that's okay. um, those venues have to log the people that come in. So I guess you can trace. Whereas like outdoor gatherings, shopping centers, as well as um, what's called indoor gatherings of five, you can't really trace. You can't really yeah. like, you know. And I guess the home is where the majority of exactly. like contaminations happen. Hey. Yeah, that's when we let our gout down, basically. Really. Yeah. Anyways. Next news, next news update. 80 students at a high school in Florida have had their yearbook photos altered without their consent in order to cover up exposed shoulders and low necklines. Now, I did see this. This is so outrageous. And the way they did it, they literally got like blocks of solid color Mm. and like put them over girls' chests. And they also photoshopped like girls' shoulders as well. Like this girl literally had no like, you know, chest exposed but her shoulders were exposed and they basically like photoshopped it to look like she was wearing like covered um a shoulder like covered top which is ridiculous i know we shouldn't be sexualizing high schoolers should not at all it's so backwards and the thing as well is like none of the guys photos were edited in any sort of way and i saw someone make a really um good comparison in terms of like in that yearbook as well they had the male swimming team and obviously they wear speedos for like you know yeah. as part of uniform and none of those photos are edited so why are young girls bodies being sexualized whereas you know women or other people can be around like you know teenage boys in speedos and be okay like it's what's outrageous. you know it's, it's disgusting outrageous. it is it is and it just like we have so far to go and then like I see us making improvements in certain areas and then I hear a story like this and it's like we've taken 10 steps backwards. Yeah. So it's really disheartening but I hope that the backlash they receive is indicative of how wrong this kind of behaviour is. Anyways, to final news update, to follow into our today's topic, we wanted to briefly mention that The Bachelorette has just been announced as Brooke Lurton, who is going to be our first openly bisexual lead and also our first Indigenous Australian lead. Wow. So a person of colour and such queer. Such a good move. We love that, absolutely. Such a good move. I'm not going to lie, I'm excited, but I'm not getting caught up in it, no offence. Like, I'm not spending my hours watching Bachelorette. I love it. I might keep up to date with it, but I'm really loving the representation. Oh, I am a sucker for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. <laughs> but I never got into maths, which is interesting. Like, they're both trash. I was going to say maths is trash, <laughs> but also The Bachelorette is trash. But it's, like, good trash. Anyways, uh, on to our weird and wacky, which is our segment, <laughs> I guess, where we give you just one really random news headline from the week sean what is yours um mine this week is florida woman survives being hit by flying turtle i know that (laughs) (laughs) as soon as i saw florida woman i knew it was gonna be good as soon as i saw florida at the start but basically 
I'm sorry, but every word in this hits like a punch. But basically, a 71-year-old woman riding with her daughter on the Florida Interstate 95 suffered a gash forehead on Wednesday when a turtle smashed through the windshield of her car and striking her and drawing blood as well. Um, and the report is likely to be, or has concluded that it was likely that the turtle was hit by an oncoming car and then it like oh bounced God. off into her windscreen. Um, but safe to say the turtle is fine and has been released and the woman is fine as well as her daughter. No one else was harmed um, during this incident. So yes, you may laugh. I feel a little bit bad for laughing. I was just <laughs> no, about she's to fine. say. Everyone is fine. I'm glad that she's safe. Uh, Kat, I'm going to read yours for you. So Kat <laughs> is drug dealer caught out by police after posting a seemingly innocent photo of cheese. <laughs> Police were able to identify the drug dealer based on his fingerprints that were evident in the photo where he was holding the cheese. That's amazing detective work. Wow. Very, very impressive. I would never think Neither would that I. you could, you know, like I, I didn't think we had the technology to interpret fingerprints from photos, which I think is so interesting. Mine, I didn't even read it. I just thought the headline was funny. Hit like a punch. But it's, uh, <laughs> I have a question for you quickly yeah. before. Is it badass or badass? Badass. Ass? Badass. I'm saying badass. I'm saying badass. Badass cat leaps from fifth floor of burning building, struts off like a boss. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) The black cat. Yeah, I did see that. I did. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was a really funny headline. Anyways. Welcome back, guys. In the last few weeks, we have tackled some really big but not so talked about topics such as friendship breakups, toxic relationships, and coercive control. So to finish off the season, we're going to be discussing gaslighting. It has become a popular term in recent years, or rather it's become more recognized recently, even being named Oxford's 2018 most popular word. As gaslighting refers to emotional manipulation and falls under the um, falls under emotional abuse, we would like to issue a trigger warning, as well as to remind our listeners that if you or someone you know needs help please don't hesitate to call 1-800-RESPECT or lifeline on one three double one fourteen. basically gaslighting so what is it first of all i'd like to say that i find it so interesting that it was named oxford's 2018 most popular word it's quite strange 2018 feels like a while ago yeah <laughs> but it just donald trump like train donald oh. trump oh. that makes sense see that does make a lot of sense yeah but Gaslighting basically is a form of psychological abuse where a person or group makes someone question their sanity and perception of reality or memories. And people experiencing gaslighting often feel confused, anxious and unable to trust themselves. So back in the 1980s, just a bit of like context and history, academic journal articles used gaslighting to describe women's socialisation. So women were socialised essentially and that process involves like training um, to long and hunger for relationships and connection, um, a conditioning that made them vulnerable to exploitation of their attachment, which is exactly what gaslighting is. And to put it into like more understandable terms, I guess, like this this helped me because it, mm. is, it is quite confusing. Yeah. And the way like I came to wrap my head around it mm-hmm. is when someone said to me, have you ever brought up a problem with someone but then ended up the one apologising? That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 
that's like I think sums it up perfectly. I think majority. I mean, there are different several different types of obviously gaslighting, uh, but I think the most common one would be between intimate partners. Yes. Um, obviously, there's political gaslighting, as um, Kat mentioned before, in terms of Donald Trump's um, political um, campaign and all that. Um, there's also medical gaslighting, racial gaslighting, basically anywhere, any situation yeah. where someone is made, someone who's a victim of something, is made to feel like they're not allowed to feel the way they're feeling. Yes. Um, and basically, the whole point of gaslighting is to make that person question whether or not there is any validity in what they're experiencing or feeling even as far as to completely diminish it or tell them that you know oh you're imagining things oh that's ridiculous that's crazy there's no wage gap you know there's no wage gap between women and men it's all these yeah sorry no no that's okay sorry i keep interrupting no i'm on a tangent go on (laughs) (laughs) it was a very good tangent um but it's like it's like a situation where say i'm talking in an intimate partner setting right and they do something wrong, but they blame your, like they blame your insecurities yeah. almost. They're like, why are you so paranoid? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I'm gonna take a really, really general example and say like, you have like uh, an inkling that your partner's cheating mm-hmm. and you wanna go through their phone. And they're like, oh, like, why are you so paranoid? Why don't you trust me? Like, why, why are you like this? Like. You know, like, obviously, that's you don't actually, love me enough. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually a really good point because one of the main um, characteristics of gaslighting is diverting, which is when um, a person changes the focus of a discussion and questions the other person's credibility instead. Yes. It's basically like, what do you mean? Why do you want to know who I'm talking to? Why do you want to know where I was last night? Don't you trust me? And it's just like, well, that's not what I'm asking you right now. Mm. I just want to know this information. I think, like... It goes both ways, obviously. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's it's a, it's a self-defense kind of mechanism gaslighting in that if you've done something wrong you know it's wrong but you don't want to admit to it yeah so it relates to it's like this really unhealthy like manifestation of defensiveness and stubbornness Mm -hmm. right because like you're gonna be deflecting you're gonna try and find an issue somewhere else so that you don't have to tackle your own Exactly. Which is... Um, there are a few other important traits to note as well. Um, countering, which is basically where someone questions someone's memories. Mm. I feel like I've been in a situation where people have been like, you never remember things accurately. Are you sure I said that? Um, you have a bad memory. Um, there's also withholding, which is basically like stonewalling. It's when they refuse to even engage in the conversation at all whatsoever. And they, this technique is basically used to pretend to not understand where someone's coming from, being like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about or you're just trying to confuse me. It's basically flipping the script and being like, you're trying to gaslight me right now. Trivializing is when someone belittles or disregards the other person's feelings, which may you know, accuse them of being too sensitive or overreacting when they have valid concerns mm. or feelings. I know these all sound like relatively common. I feel like a lot of times you might not experience, you might not realize that you're actually gaslighting someone or being gaslit. Um, there's also denial. Um, pretending that the event happened altogether. They might deny saying anything or doing anything and accuse someone of making things up. And there's also stereotyping. Um, Mm. This is more of a political or racial sense in terms of, which states that the person using gaslighting techniques may intentionally use negative stereotypes, such as a person's gender, sexuality, nationality, to manipulate them. For example, they might tell a female um, individual that she's being irrational or crazy if she seeks help from abuse. And I think that's something that we kind of like touched on last week on coercive control. Yeah, like hysteria. Yeah. So interesting, Sean. And it's just making me reflect on situations where I might have potentially Mm -hmm. been guilty of gaslighting someone. Yeah. Or where I've been gaslit. 
Yeah. And I can think of a really, really like specific example, which like there's 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 a few, and I know we like touched on general ones, but this mm-hmm. specific one is I'm my conflict style is I want to talk things out till completion. Yes. Right. And I'm I'm told all the time like that I push people too far, and even when I'm not pushing, I'm told that I'm I've pushed someone to the point of breakdown. And it's like I'm a, I'm very acutely aware because I actively work on not pushing people. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm very acutely aware that if I'm just asking what's wrong that's not pushing yeah but i'm told that i'm pushing where i haven't even said anything yet and all i ask is what's wrong or like what how's have that I gas- done? How's that's that? what i mean <laughs> what have i done to upset you how's that go pushing? away stop pushing me yeah which i've realized now that's gaslighting it's isn't gaslighting. it yeah it's basically and um, it really angers me it's basically withholding it's refusing to have a conversation yeah Anyway, so we've written down ways to recognise gaslighting because like we touched on with coercive control, it has actually pretty similar impacts in that it can have long-term consequences on our emotional, mental and like physical well-being even. This is a list from Vox of questions to ask yourself and to consider about the way you're feeling. So if you ask yourself, am I too sensitive many times a day? That's, that might be a telltale sign that you're being gaslit and that you're being convinced that you're too sensitive. Um, if you feel confused and crazy in a relationship, if you're the one who's always apologising, that is a huge one, huge one. Because, like, if the – what do you call them? The gaslighter? The perpetrator? I suppose – yeah, yeah, the, the perpetrator. Either I yeah. don't know if gaslight is a word. Perpetrator. Let's call them the perpetrator. They're not going to apologise. They're going to deflect mm. and they're going to, you know, like manipulate the problem so that it relates to you and not them. Huge one. You can't understand why you aren't happier. You frequently make excuses for your partner's behaviour. Um, you know something is wrong, but you just don't know what is a big one. You start lying to avoid put-downs and reality twists. I think that's that's a really important one because that's like something that would like flick a switch in you. I think that's like a really telltale sign. You're like, yeah. okay, like why, why am I lying? I shouldn't yeah. lie. You should be able to communicate with yeah. your partner. Absolutely. You shouldn't feel like you have to like not disclose certain things for yeah. fear of being, you know, yeah. um, gaslit. <laughs> for yeah. fear of being told that you're like hysterical or it's just your insecurity speaking. Um, you have trouble making simple decisions. And I think that is the result of constant gaslighting, which has effect on your self-esteem and things like that. And so you, d- you, d- you lack confidence, essentially. Um, and you wonder if you're good enough, which is really sad. Really, really sad. But it just goes to show like how damaging the effects of gaslighting can be. Um, I think one important thing to note is that obviously it's it's one of those things that's hard to avoid. But I think one thing to look out for if it's a pattern behave- of behavior where you ca- where the person that you're with or the friend that you're with or whatever continues to gaslight you continuously, I feel like that's when it's you know an issue and it's not subconscious. It's more of a active, um, yeah. you know, behavior. Yeah. So we've collated some some tips and ways to address the problem once you've recognized it. And the first step is identifying what the problem is and who the problem is. So who is gaslighting you, right? And then comes this really difficult process of sorting out truth from distortion. So like, I don't know, like write down your conversation in a journal so that you can reflect back and, you know, like- This sounds a little crazy. (laughs) It does, but I think like gaslighting is crazy. Because at the end of the day, you might be, you know, forcibly saying that 
that's not accurate. So I understand But that. it has that effect on your brain, yeah. right? Where you don't know what's real, you don't know what's not. And so it might take writing things down for you to be able to filter that. Absolutely. Figure out if you're in a power struggle with your partner, which is really, really interesting. And maybe they feel like their uh, dominance is threatened perhaps. Mm. And I know there's like, I'm going to like speak in um, like a heteronormative sense here, mm-hmm. but I know in a lot of heterosexual relationships, we often conflate masculinity with power and with dominance and mm-hmm. and when like a man feels that their masculinity in inverted comma things <laughs> is threatened they're more likely to gaslight um to retain some sense of that power i guess um and we see it in other forms of family violence too like for example i know that um there's higher rates of all kind of family violence behaviors mm-hmm. in uh heterosexual partnerships where the man earns less than the woman because they feel that they're like um, assigned masculine role as the primary breadwinner is threatened. So, um, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent there, (laughs) but I thought it was interesting. Um, Another one, engage in a mental exercise to encourage a mindset shift. So that might sound a little confusing, but for example, visualize yourself without the relationship or continuing it at much more of a distance, which I think is really, really difficult, particularly if your confidence is low as a result of gaslighting. And the next one is give yourself permission to feel your feelings, accept and acknowledge that what you feel is okay. For example, lack of trust is okay. Hysteria is okay. At the end of the day, there's a reason you feel that way. Mm. Like they've done something to make you feel that way and we need to like reinforce that idea because you're not crazy. Yeah. You're not crazy. No one goes crazy, but there's always like stepping stones to get there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's reason. I think that also comes from a lack of support as well. If you express something that doesn't feel, you know, doesn't feel right or bothers you and that person has discredited discredited that feeling instead of comforting you or reassuring you, I think that's a really important one to know yeah and give yourself the okay to give something up like loss is so hard right so so hard but i think you have to weigh up the pros and cons right you're like uh, like yes it's going to be so difficult for a period of time but in the end am i going to feel better am i going to feel more confident in myself and my abilities and who i am as a person um talk to your close friends and family build that support network around you and focus on the way you're feeling instead of like perceptions of what's right and wrong Mm -mm. Which can be hard to separate when you're... Because gaslighting is really confusing, right? So it creates Mm. this just like convoluted mess of feelings, emotions, Mm -hmm. thoughts. um, And separating that is really tricky, but I think important to tackling gaslighting. And finally, remember that you can't control anyone's opinion, even if you are right. Which I think is a huge one. Yeah, that's a really good one um, to end on, actually. Yeah, I think so too. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed that chat about gaslighting. I know it was a little bit intense and a little bit complicated, but if you have any questions, any thoughts, and or if you'd like to share with us your experiences, like please reach out, reach out to us. I can't (laughs) even speak on our Instagram page at Car Chats Monash or on Facebook at Car Chats with Tess, Kat, and Sean. And after the break, we're going to be talking about queer baiting, and we hope you enjoyed.
Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Car Charts with your favorite trio. If you are just joining us now, we are just about to unpack queer baiting. You've probably heard of the term being used here and there, but today we are going to unpack what that really means, why it's problematic, and we're going to give you guys a few examples um, just to give you guys a, a, a well-rounded sense of what queer baiting really is. But first of all, what is it really? At its core, queer baiting is basically a marketing tool exploited by authors, writers, or showrunners, for example, attempting to attract an LGBT audience by hinting at same-sex relationships between characters, though they're never actually consummated or followed through. It's called queer baiting because it basically involves attracting, aka baiting, a queer audience, either for profit Mm -hmm. or for attention, um, views, and streams. Um, I think this is a really, really interesting one because you can't... Yeah, you can't really... You can't really define and point out that something is queer baiting until... I you know mean, what I mean? I like, mean, you kind of can, though. Yeah. I think. And, like, okay, let's... So, when you see queer representation yeah. or potential queer representation, yeah. right? That is, like, if you're if you're a queer individual... Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like, I don't know, if I see Vietnamese representation, I'm going to be like... Yay, yeah. right? Like, I feel seen. Yeah. So that's, like, queer baiting is so dangerous because yeah. it undermines this representation yeah. that the LGBTIQ plus community, like, yeah. so desperately search for. Yeah. I was and just going to, yeah. Sorry. I just meant, it's, the line is a little bit blurry because I feel like I'm also on the fence in terms of two people can be friends without it being a relationship. Two people oh, can yeah. be platonically really invested with each other, you know, like, hug and, like, do all of these things. So I guess... The line is a little bit blurry, oh, but yeah. the examples that we will give you guys today are quite clear cut, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there's some more explicit exactly, examples yeah. out there. Um, but just to go back to why it's so dangerous, I think when like when queer people feel understood because mm-hmm. they see representation, right, their feelings are immediately invalidated when that queer representation isn't actually demonstrated. And then that leads to confusion and just disappointment. Yeah. And so examples, like I when I was thinking about Brooke Blurton's casting as yeah. our first bisexual bachelorette, yeah. it made me reflect on a season of Bachelor in Paradise yeah. where – so there was this contestant, Megan Marks, mm-hmm. and she had publicly dated previous contestant Tiffany Scanlon, I think her name was. Yeah. And so she's bisexual, openly bisexual, right? And there was this ad- – they played the advertisement <laughs> – Sorry, cat's just making this giggly face at me and I didn't mean to laugh. But they played this advertisement where it was seen that Megan was kissing someone with long black hair in the ocean and then they cut to a, an interview with Megan saying, yeah, I really hope Alora's here. I think she's really stunning and she's definitely my type of woman. Yes. And then... When the actual scene played out, it was this American dude named Alex with See, long hair. See, that is straight up queer baiting. Yep. There is no, there's no, what's it called, salty here. That's yeah. just dramatic. Yeah, exactly. And it was a really big scandal. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. Because, like, straight up, they 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 wanted viewers to think that that was Megan and Alora mm. making out. Yeah. And another reality TV example I was thinking of was Too Hot to Handle, which did you guys watch that? I did watch that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Francesca and what was that blonde girl's name? Haley? Mm, Chloe? No, no, not Chloe. Is it Nicole? I don't know. No, no, no. Different girl. Anyway, she was that angry girl. I think her name was Haley. <laughs> she was just really angry all the time. But um, there was a, in the promo, there was a video of them two kissing and 
And then in the actual show, it was just them to because the whole premise of the show was that if you engage in sexual activity, you lose money. And it was right. just them trying to like they were just mates. They were just two straight women kissing to like get right. back at the guys who had screwed them over and lose the money. But then made it seem as though yeah. two queer individuals were basically, you know, yeah, having and it some chemistry. Like, it yeah, all the time. Like I yeah. don't know Riverdale that first season. You have mm-hmm. um, freaking. Veronica and Betty kiss in yeah. cheerleading tryouts. To be fair, they did get called out in the show by the cast. As yeah. I, so I think that was really good highlighting um, of that potential queer baiting. Um, one really, really big one, and I feel like if anyone here has had Tumblr in the last 15 years, Destiel, if you haven't watched Supernatural, you might not know, but um, basically Dean is a straight man, and him and his brother go around, like, you know, solving mysteries or whatever, and there's this angel named Castiel, and there's this, like, bromance that brews between them but as soon as that bromance was well received by viewers um this character castiel who wasn't supposed to be there for Mm. like you know a long time wasn't meant to be a recurring character became a fan favorite and stayed on and because the bromance between them was so popular between like the viewers and like the fans and all that they kind of profited and capitalized on that by making more and more homoerotic scenes but without actually implying that there was any sort of like um romantic attraction or anything there so like what kind of homoeroticism um just in the way that they talk like castiel would literally you know stare into dean's eyes and be like you know i love you dean and you know they'd have like extended hugs and stuff um but that would basically be it and dean would always be seen ending up with some woman you know what i mean i'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent here (laughs) i think that's actually really interesting to unpack yeah and i don't i'm gonna play the devil's advocate yeah i don't know enough about this to have like an informed opinion but isn't that a good display of men demonstrating this like depth of emotion yeah no i believe so but there's also like the 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 what's it called like the you know a hug should last for a certain amount of time between friends should there's it? that extended hug there's the fact that castell has been like i'd die for you dean like there's all but this like okay yeah i get that i i do get that and like yeah. look, there's like romantic obviously uh tendencies yeah there but I would, like, I hug my girlfriends for that long. I would love yeah. to see men hugging for that long. For sure, for sure. So it's, like, an interesting line. Well, Inter- I think it's because, like I said, like, C- Castell was only supposed to be on the show for, like, two, three episodes, and yeah. that was it. But as soon as the bromance was, like, so well-received by fans, they kind of made it more and more and more something that, I guess, yeah. was leading towards that way. And that's the thing. I think it's a culmination in the mm. fact that it grew from something so small as, like, you know, jokes here and there and banter yeah. to, like, that extended hugging, you know, Castiel risking his life for Dean. And, like, there's obviously two main characters, mm. but Dean gets a lot of attention from Castiel. And even some of the nemesis, I suppose, jokes at the relationship between them, asking whether it's okay. platonic or not. So it's kind of mentioned on the show, but never actually clarified or not. Right. And... And Dean always ends up sleeping with a woman at the end of the episode or like somewhere mm. along the way. And you always get this feeling like, oh, it's going to happen. Dean's actually bisexual or whatever. And the thing is, we're not trying to force bisexuality or, or you know, that yeah. homoerotic, you know, storyline. But it's just the fact that they kind of profited off that storyline and then just kept going. Interesting. <laughs> That's why I feel like it was planned. <laughs> Interesting. So we've got a few examples of better shows that have... <sighs> Queer representation. Excuse you. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I haven't actually seen half of these. I've seen one. I've seen Jane the Virgin, which I think is great. Yeah. Petra and JF, anyone who's watched it, mm-hmm. love their relationship. Orange is a New Black, The 100, The 100, The 100, what? The 100. The 100? 
the hundred, yeah, <laughs> the one hundred. Whoops. Um, but something really interesting to note that Kat brought to the table was queer baiting in music. Mm-hmm. So, for all you One Direction fans out there, Larry Stylinson, please know. Please, like, tell me you know what I'm talking about, Sean. Yeah, why would I not know? I, I had Tumblr. Oh, I didn't even have Tumblr. <laughs> but in terms of One Direction, they would have profited a lot. Of mm-hmm. fans thinking that Harry and Louis were dating, mm-hmm. and none of them ever came out and shut down rumors. Yeah, very fascinating. You know, it's still going on to this day. I literally it watched does. this TikTok the other day of people being like, "That's um, Harry's bed that you know Louis's in," and I'm like, yeah. "No, that's Louis's house. Like we've you know he's shot yeah. vlogs in there. It's his house, but okay." Yeah, I'm not super invested in like Larry Silenson. I think they're quite boring, but whatever. That's not up to me. You think but Harry I Styles think is boring. No, Louis kind of boring. Yeah. Harry Styles can do better, but anyways. <laughs> To be I, fair, I, yeah. I, I, um, I want to shout out Louis. He doesn't get enough love and he's had a lot of loss and a lot of grief. Okay, you, you know? didn't have to take it there. <laughs> he, Mance he has been through a lot. He has been mm-hmm. through a lot and he gets more hate than he deserves, I think. Absolutely. Direct that at Liam Payne, please. Yes. <laughs> but it's really good that you mentioned um, Larry Stylinson because I feel like Harry Styles has coughed a lot of backlash in terms of queer yes. baiting. And I'm not saying that a man is not allowed to wear makeup or like paint their nails and they're accused of queer baiting, but it's more so the ambiguity surrounding his sexuality. Um, and fans have called him out, not for not coming out, but because he constantly alludes to being queer without actually specifying it. Um, mm. A lot of his music videos include very heavy man on man and same, like he engages in a lot of like, um, I guess touching, I can't remember the music video, but you know the one where he was like basically about to make out with this guy. He doesn't have to come out, but I think it's this all this imagery. And I totally agree with his privacy, and I don't think it's queer baiting, but I can see how it could be seen that way. Because there's this, like, heavy illusion alluding to, you know, basically being queer. And in a lot of his interviews, he talks about not having to discuss his sexuality, but he basically states that's so no one else who is actually queer has to discuss it. He just thinks the question is poor form. That's so interesting. And I totally agree with that. And I think sometimes we conflate sexuality with gender representation. Mm -hmm. In yeah. that, just because Harry Styles wears makeup and yeah. heels Doesn't mean does that not mean queer. that he's queer. Yeah. And that's a pretty common misconception. And hey. it's a stereotype, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in other music news, we also have criticism over St. Vincent and Dua Lipa's Grammy performance in 2019 because it hinted at queer female desire. But with things like this, where women are put together to look sexy and interested in one another, isn't that in response to like porn and the media in that men fantasize over two women kissing or touching each other. So perhaps that's another discussion to be had about the influence mm. of porn culture. Yeah. And fetishization of like, you know, women yeah. and women. You go to a party, straight girls make out with each other all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I like I saw this um gay couple on TikTok making fun of straight girls at parties and yeah. it's like, oh, like that lipstick colour looks so good on you. Oh, babe, would you like some? And then they just go make out. That's cute. <laughs> I do that with my bros. Do you? Good. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But that's what I mean. You never <laughs> see it in men, but it's encouraged in women. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Harry Styles was a bit of a vague um, example, but I think a really, really important one is Nick Jonas and Noah Beck. So Nick has quite huh? a large gay following and he participates in quite a lot of homoerotic, homoerotic photo shoots. I just want to mention that and put it out there because he's been accused of a few times really? of, yeah, basically yeah participating in a lot of photo shoots that are very like 
gay fan serving, if that makes sense. And a lot of gay fans have actually accused him of um, queer baiting in the past. I did watch an interview once where he was saying, he perf- uh, does he have a song called Chained or something, I think? And he performed at a gay club where he was tied up in chains. It's and, that sort of and thing. And he spoke about how uncomfortable he felt. And I was yeah. like, Nick Jonas, you are making these decisions. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Like you're putting yourself in that situation. You can't even be mad. Yeah. And also, have you guys heard of Noah Beck? He's this yeah. Dixie D'Amelia's boyfriend. TikTok star, so, yeah. yeah. Um, he's been accused of using homophobic slurs in the past, and yet he mm. participated recently in a heavily feminine photo shoot with makeup, nail polish, with the caption, fuck toxic masculinity. So we've got this cisgender, cisgender white boy that has exhibited homophobic traits in the past, now partaking in feminine oh. aesthetics and saying... I'm going to pay devil's advocate again. Yeah. Not because I necessarily agree, but yeah. just because it's interesting to bring another side to the argument. Yeah. Isn't that growth, though? Do you think that's growth? Well, it's because it's one photo shoot. I think doing a photo shoot and not having, like, the behavior and, you know, involvement to back that Mm. up, I don't think he's shown any compassion for the LGBT community So if he were to engage in support Mm. and advocacy for LGBTQI plus representation and rights and things like that, that'd be a different story. Yeah, exactly, which I feel like Harry Styles does such a good job of doing. Yeah. Like, you know. I agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) I definitely agree with you. Very good chat. Sorry, I just like like to throw in contentious no, things No, absolutely. Here and there. I totally get that. And I think that's one of the reasons I stand by Harry Styles um, because I feel like he's just doing himself. And by, you know, practicing these aesthetics, I feel like he frees it up a little bit more for maybe people who aren't as confident to, you know, go out there and, you know, yeah. participate in their femininity a little bit definitely. more without being chastised. Yeah, I think he's, he's really admirable. Um thank you for listening to our chat about queer baiting hope you learned something if you have any thoughts any more examples you'd like to give us we would love to hear them wonderful listeners welcome back to our second favorite segment of the show where we give you our recommendations to try out weird and wacky is taking over has it not i feel like we get more laughs out of weird and wacky than we do in recommendations i feel like i've been struggling more with weird and i mean recommendations than weird and wacky my recommendation last week was an emoji short and it might be just as bad today (laughs) so we have do i want to know well okay would you like to go first yeah i'm gonna go first because i just i'm backing myself okay Hear me out. Crumpet toast. So. Is there a sound? Can we get... No, stop. I'm going to edit that in later. Stop. (laughs) So, what's that uh, crumpet brand? Golden... I can't remember what it's called. Can the I yellow just and red one. Say something. I cannot have another crumpet. When I first moved to Australia, it's one of the few things that we had in the fridge, and I used to eat them all the time with maple syrup. And it just <laughs> got to a point where it just—I was like, "This is a sponge. I'm eating like a cleaning taste- sponge with maple syrup." That's, Do you know that's what the consistency. Because like, it is literally <laughs> think crumpet meets bread, right? But we put it in the toaster, and it's got like the chewiness of a crumpet, but the, like it gets really crispy on the outside. Wait, isn't that how you're supposed to do a crumpet? Are you supposed to put it in the toaster? Yeah, but it's just in bread form, so there's more of it. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. Hold on. Crumpet toast. Like, you've literally come out. Like, they there's have a, a crumpet a toast. product called crumpet toast. Right. So, it's in a is bread it square? loaf. It is square. Wow. It's like pieces of toast. But, but okay, it kind of just tastes like gluten-free bread. You know how gluten-free bread is just chewy? Oh, but I like that chewy texture. I don't know about that. And 
We know you've got an affinity for the weird stuff, though. <laughs> so yeah, some of my weird. What is it? Wacky- condensed milk and banana on toast. No, it's banana and cheese toasties. Okay. And then condensed milk and avocado. Okay. And <laughs> I just want to give the listeners a bit of context. <laughs> okay, but they're just good. Don't knock them till you try them. Okay, if you like crumpets, you'll like crumpet toast. I just really like crumpets. <laughs> oh my goodness. But cat, your recommendation for this week? Would you like me to speak or would you like to whisper it? I can try. Yes. Is that working? Yes. <laughs> My Tentana Awards, which is um, Channel 31's Community Television Awards. It's on Saturday night. Um, and we're nominated. So, please watch. Congratulations. For anyone Thank that didn't hear, Cat Show is up for an award um, on Saturday night on Channel 31. Congrats. Very, Thank very you. exciting. You guys have done a lot of good work. I know yeah. you've been really stressed out and trying to fit everything in, so congratulations. Yeah. Very welcome. So my recommendation is an album by George Smith. Be Right Back <gasps> is finally fully Smith. out in all of its completion, and I don't think I've ever been more in love with someone that I've never met before until most recently. Her music is incredible. Her lyrics are incredible, and her new album touches on not just R&B. It's got some silky vocals. It's got some pop, some jazz, and I just don't know how she she does it i honestly don't know how she bends all these genres together and still manages to come out with something so soulful so definitely check that out i love georgia's me she's so talented honestly incredible so i refuse to believe she's real she's an industry plant for sure yeah made in a lab absolutely i wish i was her same me too (laughs) (laughs) that just about wraps up our show today. So thank you so much for listening to Car Chats with Tess, Cut and Sean. This is the show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. We hope you enjoyed our final episode for season seven, which just breaks my heart because I don't want to leave. I love this so much. Yes. And I hope you guys do too. <laughs> um, but crazy. we hope you enjoyed this chat about gaslighting and queer baiting. And if you have anything to contribute to this conversation please reach out on our instagram at car chats monash or on facebook um, at car chats with tess cat and sean our podcast episode for this show drops on spotify apple basically every like podcast platform on thursday so please tune into that you can catch up on our previous episodes as well and we will see you next semester goodbye everyone